time for our new segment, Made in New Zealand, where each week we speak to people from companies making unique products that are maybe known around the world, but not so much here at home. Well, a caller on our show last week mentioned he was making furniture out of something called a bodo, and we wanted to know more. So this week we've invited Daniel Gutzel, who's founder and managing director of that company, uh, to talk about his products, timber products, which, among other things, are verified as carbon negative. Daniel's with me in the studio. Hi there. G'day. Nice to talk to you. How's things? Likewise. Yeah, good. Yeah, that was just by chance. A guy rang up to win a prize, and I said, what are you up to? He said, I'm making furniture out of this, uh, out of this product. And... Well, you will do a better job than me, I'm sure, of, of talking about what this product is. I see you've brought some of it in with you. Yeah, I know it's not you know, so appropriate for radio. but um, It's a block of wood, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, it's a beautiful block of wood, not just a block. Yeah. Um, so basically what we do is take New Zealand-grown radiata pine, which is a fast-growing plantation species, and then we apply a process known as thermal modification to it, which basically makes it chocolate brown, as you can see, uh, stable and durable, more like cedar. Um, and so you might not know, but New Zealand imports about $100 million a year of western red cedar from Canada, mm. which is an old growth tree. These trees are 100, 200, 300 years old. People like the look for their homes. Hey? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful timber, yeah. don't get me wrong. But, um, I mean, if you tried to cut down a 200-year-old Cody in New Zealand, um, I, you know, you'd get a different reaction yeah. <laughs> from the average Kiwi. Um, and so what we, what we um, originally set out to do was to, to create an alternative um, to cedar, but using New Zealand growing yeah. rapidly renewable species. How did you do it? Um, was, still, it was it a long um, journey to get to the eventual product? Like most of the good ideas, Jesse, we stole someone else's. Yeah, great. Um, so we originally borrowed the technology, or loosely borrowed the technology coming from Finland, which was developed maybe 20, 25 years ago. Mm. And um, we applied that to New Zealand radiata pine, which was unique. And then it was very much around proving to um, very suspicious bus- uh, building authorities and others that the product was durable because as I'm sure you'd um, remember that leak your home thing was a big deal. Yeah, usual story, eh? Innovation is, is welcome, but it can take a while for um, authorities to catch up. Yeah. And I suppose understandable if they're um, liable for millions of dollars if something goes Yeah, on. no, I get yeah. that. Yeah, I get it. But there is a, there is a, um, a method provided by um, the New Zealand authorities now called a code mark. So if you can prove that your product is durable and meets the um, requirements of the standard, then a code mark basically gives you an ability to to be guaranteed to be accepted for, mm, uh, for the locals. So on pine, and, and mm. some people might not even know the basics here, but, but pine would be all the wood that you would see in a lumber yard and if you drive around you see the, the framing of houses up, that's made from pine, that's right? right? From New Zealand-grown pine? Yeah, predominantly. In yeah, Zealand. radiata pine. And um, it grows fast yep. and it does the job. Um, but is this more for the outside of houses? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand pine is great. It's rapidly renewable. It works quite well as a structural element. But outside, it's not very durable. It's not very stable. And it's not great at all. So we normally would compensate by pumping the wood uh, full of copper chrome arsenic or CCA. It's the green stuff. So when you're in there at Bunnings or Mitre 10, you see the green tr- treated pine. That's the stuff that's treated with copper chrome arsenic not great from a you can imagine the words chrome and arsenic mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not great from a toxicity perspective um and so it's not stable it's not durable how do we what do you mean it's not stable it means it, it shrinks and expands okay. uh, twists and, and we're talking about weatherboards here are we weatherboards yeah. leaking pergolas mm-hmm. that kind of thing okay cool um and so the challenge is to make it less um less likely to shrink and expand in yeah. service which is what we would term as stability and then also make it durable without applying a whole lot of nasty chemicals uh, to the product. So what do you do? 
So we take the wood and we put it in a um, in a superheated uh, kiln, which um, allows us to take the temperature. So that's the natural. It's a chocolate brown colour naturally. And the reason it's chocolate brown is because we cook it at up to two hundred and thirty degrees C. And it's, you toasted it. It's literally toasted. Yeah, it's it's baked, as some people mm-hmm. refer. And so um, at that temperature, you drive a lot of the uh, the hemicellulose, the, the the food for fungi, out of the wood, and you uh, permanently reduce its ability to hold moisture. And uh, to rot, uh, wood needs water and warmth, you know, for fungi. Mm. And uh, if you can if you can reduce the, the possibility of the wood to hold moisture, then you reduce the chance of it. You know, decaying. Okay. So since you solved these problems, how has business been? Well, when we launched the, this, this product 10 years ago, it was sort of, we went, ta-da, and there was just tumbleweeds blowing through <laughs> through the yard. Yeah. Um, but eventually it's sort of Because builders build with what they know, and architects yeah. largely, I'm sure, design with yeah. what they know. Yeah, the industry is risk adverse, and there's a reason for that, yeah. and, uh, and it's a completely logical response. But um, we had a couple of small um, and larger projects, the um, Vodafone headquarters in Christchurch, um, Jazzmax uh, specified that early on for a green, cool. um, and so there's a couple of um, sort of linchpin projects that started providing us with momentum, and then um, and we we're going quite well, and then COVID um, arrived, and um, we thought that would be the end of the world for us, but actually it supercharged all the building materials demand, and so we ended mm. up being short of supply and, and irritating people because we couldn't supply enough, yeah. and now we're starting to see uh, a bit of a drop off in demand nationally for building materials as a whole and we're now able to get, sort of catch up and, and meet um, meet customers' demand and we're also spending a lot of money on capacity to scale it up. Uh, we're 70% export, 30% local. Great. Yeah. Um, what makes New Zealand pine different? Uh, the, one of the real um, benefits we've got here in, in terms of pine is the fact that a lot of it's pruned. And so pruning means that they cut the branches as the, as the pine tree grows and that means that it it layers on clear sapwood. So we get long boards without knots, and that's a massive advantage to New Zealand over other countries. And so if we can leverage that by applying things like thermal modification, we can actually really elevate the um, positioning of New Zealand pine, and we do that. And so we're selling into North America. You'll see like our projects with our wood in places like the Hamptons. They've clad them because it's an environmental smart choice and it looks great. And and equally, there's there's a project that just came across my desk in uh, Copenhagen uh, yesterday. And so um, we are, in a very, very tiny little humble way, we are selling some pretty cool um, wood products from New Zealand uh, made here to the highest, most sophisticated markets in the world. It sounds like it would be quite an easy thing to replicate. Uh, well, we have the particular construction or the another piece to the puzzle that we've, we've found is that the, the look of, like the bland look of pine isn't great. It's kind of got this sort of really loose, light grain. And so... To, to compensate for that, as well as um, make the product more stable again, we patented a method to laminate the wood with a vertical grain, which creates these sort of stripes on the face. Mm-hmm. And what that does is makes it look more like a tropical premium hardwood, mm. but also uh, or, or a softwood. Um, but it also uh, increases the stability again. So we've got the sort of double whammy effect where we thermally modify the wood for the stability and durability, and then we grain orientate it thereafter to make it um, more stable and more akin to, say, a you know, western red cedar. So as I look at it, what I'm looking at is not the pine? You're looking at the pine. That's just the colour. It's a chocolate brown colour. That's the natural colour of the wood. And then you'll see that we've um, laminated it together, if you flip it over, um, yeah. 
with it with a vertical grain, and so that helps us improve the stability, but also gives it more of a premium look. Laminated it with a vertical grain. Yeah. Okay, I don't think my brain can work on that one. But, um, <laughs> You're not the only I'm one. I'm mostly keeping up. Um, yeah. And tell me about the environmental credentials. Uh, we're pretty strong on that, and that's not because Abodo's a fantastic company. It's just pure um, based on the fact that New Zealand has a um, a tightly held resource of fast-growing pine. It's all in a quite a small area. Most of ours is sourced from the central North Island, and that allows us to process it very close to the forest and get it to the port and ship it all around the world and still store carbon. So say, for example, we were to um, take this wood out of the Kangaroa forest, process it, thermally modify it, engineer it, and send it to uh, Tauranga port, and then ship it 20,000 uh, kilometres of sea freight to, say, Rotterdam in, in, in the Netherlands, we would still be storing over 500 kilograms of carbon per cubic metre. Okay. So it's carbon negative in that it's sto- all, all wood products store carbon. How do you heat the kilns? Uh, diesel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's partly diesel. Um, the the Might boilers work on that one. Yeah, that's that's number one on the uh, on the uh, on the priority. Um, so the, the the initial dry process is done uh, using um, wood waste. So that kiln dries it to twelve percent, and then we have a boiler that f- fires up using diesel, and then we take the extractives coming out of the um, out of the out of the process essentially, and then we put that back into the boiler to co-fire with the diesel. So it's not all diesel. We're using the extractives that are generated okay. from the wood with the diesel. Were you surprised to hear a guy's making furniture out of it? Uh, no, no, no. That's the guy down in is that Cusp around in Queenstown around, around yeah, the area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, we know who they are. Yeah, and he actually sent us a message, so that's okay. nice. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. How big can you get? Uh, pretty big. It's a billion dollar business. So I mean, like New Zealand alone imports a hundred million dollars worth of cedar. So that's a pretty good target. Good stuff. Really nice to talk to you. Thank you. Cheers. Daniel Gutzel, if you came in late, he's the founder and managing director of the company Abodo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Abodo. Um, And it's using pine in a different way to look better and perform better. It's our Made in New Zealand segment.